That was great. Sorry for the peaking. There was a lot of peaking there. It's hard to estimate how much microphone, 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 microphone input level you need in a car stereo. Welcome to Mike and Sam Take a Trip episode of the Wet Bandits Podcast. Hi, Sam. Yo. Uh, oh my goodness. So, confession to make. I thought the track two on Undertow was sober. <laughs> this so was I. better though. Yeah, it was a good surprise. <laughs> yep, yeah. I was surprised too. I was like, I was like cool, yeah. yeah, this song's better than Sober. Yeah, so for definitely. those of you who are always like, because this has happened before, people are like, you guys should play Tool, what song should we do? Sober! Like, I hate to be mean, but wrong. Like, Sober is an okay song. Sober, don't get pulled over. <laughs> yeah, Sober is just okay, but it is, it is, this song, Prison Sex, better. Yeah. Better. Uh, yeah, so, anywho, uh, why is this episode called the Mike and Sam Take a Trip episode? It's because we're on our way to Louisville to see Tool. Woo! Sam, how have you liked the trip so far? Dude, it's been, um, it's been testing my patience. I was going to say, dude, it has sucked <laughs> ass. This has been a terrible trip. Yeah. It started with me forgetting my wallet at work. That is... Um, uh, the story of my life. Adult ADD is a real thing. Uh, I don't know what else to say. I forget things constantly. My, it's it's more than just being forget. My memory is good, but I constantly overlook things. Uh, when I leave for work or any like a gig or whatever, literally every time I leave, I say goodbye to my wife, and then 30 seconds later, I run back in for something I forgot. Every time. Did you say same? I mean, not goodbye to my wife. Right, right, right. You're, but you leave the house or the apartment. Yeah. You're yep. like, shit, I forgot something. And then I have to go back in and like, did I leave the stove <laughs> Yeah, I do that all the time. When people say they do something like that all the time, what they mean is they do it frequently. I do it every time I have to go somewhere. I don't always leave things at work, but I always forget things at my house. This time I just happened to leave a wallet at work. And normally... You should have seen me at my house. Like, I had this moment. I just cleaned the cat litter, which is not a rocking thing to be doing. But I cleaned the cat litter. I'm ready to get in the shower because I, I had to run at work today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I, I sweated. So I had to shower, and I was like... I realized that I didn't have my wallet, and I was like, shit. And I just stood there for a second thinking, do I really need my wallet? Yeah. And the answer is... It's possible I didn't, but we're staying at a hotel and I reserved the hotel and all my credit cards and my ID were in there. Even though they have a credit card on file, they always ask. I just didn't know for sure that we'd be able to get in that hotel room without my ID. So I was like, shit, uh, let's add another 45 minutes to our wait time by me driving to work and back, which I did, which meant that we left. It also was hard. You didn't say anything, but was it, it took longer to get to my house than you thought, didn't it? Because yeah, school was getting out. Yeah, and I had to get gas. Oh, yeah. So what we thought would take about 10 minutes took closer to 25. Yeah. And so we left much later than expected, and we hit rush hour leaving Columbus on the way out, and we hit Cincinnati rush hour coming in, and now we're through it. And we are on our way, like free sperm to an egg, 
We're ready to fertilize tool at yeah. the KFC Yum Center. So that's what we're doing. And it's going to be triumphant when we get there, but it is going to be very close to start time when we arrive. So what do you think we're going to open up with? Well, am I allowed to cheat and say that I already looked at set lists? You don't tell me. <laughs> okay, so... Just, no, no, go ahead and tell me. Well, no, 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 I won't tell you, but I will say that I don't like looking at set lists beforehand. And the only reason I did this time was to see if they were going to play new stuff. Because, oh, yeah. you know, they have the new album coming out, hopefully. So actually, at the time of recording, it's possible they put a release date out. We didn't look. But you said they did. Yeah, I didn't look. Okay. I mean, I just saw it, like, on my Google feed. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, <laughs> as far as, I know, I can't tell you. I don't want to ruin it for you. What yeah, song they open on? Really? Or did, here, I'll tell you what I think, what I thought they were going to open okay. with. Because that's different than what they've been opening with. Which album? What they are opening uh, with? You want me to tell you? Yeah. Enema. Is it the song? Yes. Yeah. I only told you because you asked. How, what, did you think that's what it would be? No. It's a good opening song, though. Yeah. And then the drums come in, and it feels like it turns the beat around. Yeah. Um, it's got chill, bro. If I was going to guess, I wouldn't have guessed that song. Because that one is, uh, I would have picked probably something like Jompy. Oh, or yeah. something, you know, something that has a cool like intro riff, uh -huh. but or the pot. That yeah. would be a great way to start the show. Just his vocals, like, who are you to wave your finger? That would have been good uh, because it's newer. Yeah. Uh, it's not new newer. Newer for Tool is ten years ago, <laughs> but it's. I guess. I guess maybe that's why it's okay to open with Enema. Because what I was about to say is, it feels like you shouldn't open with one of your classic songs. It feels like you should open with something a little newer. Mm -hmm. But all they have are classics because everything they've done is so old. Yeah. And nobody, we, obviously we don't know any of the new songs yet. Also, we are just talking about how many songs they're going to play. Because we were debating whether or not this show... You guys can hit us up on Twitter. Oh my god, we got to do housekeeping. Start over. Start. Hi, my name is Mike. This is Sam from the Wet Bandits Podcast. We're starting over here. Uh, what I think we should start with is some housekeeping. Don't forget, if you're listening on SoundCloud, to follow us and like us and comment. But really, if you're on like Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. Those are the things you got to do, but only five stars. Don't, <laughs> don't rate us if you're going to give us one star, like an asshole. Yeah. Now, you can rate five stars and then leave crappy comments. You can be like, five stars, these guys suck. Uh, there's too much noise. There was peaking in the beginning of the episode. I went back and listened to season one. They had a bunch of guests, Mike and they weren't famous. Record. Mike forgets to press record all the time. These guys are total hacks. Five stars. <laughs> don't, don't rate five. unless it's five. Five stars only. Yeah, five stars only. If you don't rate five stars, you're not a rock star. Also... Hashtag human clay, not gourmet. Dude, yeah, human clay. Not gourmet. Also, hashtag Richard Patrick. Yeah. By the way, that is a thing now. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know if we declared it a thing, but I from now on, every single Web Bandits 
Instagram post is getting hashtag Richard Patrick. And I encourage all of you to do it too. Dude, and human clay, not gourmet. Yeah, human clay, not gourmet yeah, as well. Like we're coming up with some original yeah. Yeah, cereal, let's bro. Yeah, let's build some original hashtags. Yeah. Human clay, not gourmet, which will start after this. Hashtag Richard Patrick. For those of you who don't know, we won't go over this story every single time. But the short of it is that one time we hashtagged Richard Patrick and he liked our post, which means Richard Patrick is searching his own name in hashtags. So find as many inappropriate things to hashtag Richard. Actually, just everything you do. Hashtag Richard Patrick. It will pay off. I promise. So back to what we were saying right before we got on here. We were talking about the set list. We were like, oh, man, because we're running late, like we said says hit us up on twitter what do you think if it's if the event time says eight o'clock does that mean tools starting at eight and the opening band has already played or does that mean the opening band is starting at eight i think it means the opening band starts at eight even though the doors open at six which is a long wait yeah i don't know man we're hoping that the opening band starts at eight yeah because i can't see them being done like 9 30 10. correct that's, that's where this whole thing about looking at set lists comes in. Because the set lists I've seen, which is only two, this tour just started, uh, somewhere like eight songs. They only do like eight songs. Now, Tool songs are long. So you, we could go like 10 minutes per song and it still wouldn't be. Right, it still wouldn't be an hour and a half. Yeah. And not all their, their songs aren't that long. Yeah, not 10 well, I, minutes. That's what I'm saying, kind of being right. conservative. Now, the reason, what made me think of this was we were talking about the new album, and we have no idea what the new album is like, and I'm wondering if the new album, maybe these two songs are like 15 minutes. Oh, shit. Maybe they're like insanely long. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, Tool albums, the songs seem to get longer and longer. Is one called like Invincible? Yes. That's what I... One's I called Invincible, or something like that. Another is called, it starts with a D, like Deception. Uh-huh. I don't know. But I'm not Googling it. I can't Google and hold this microphone. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm pretty stoked. Sam asked, you asked on the way down here, like, how, uh, what did you say? How excited am I for this? I think? Yeah, how pumped. Yeah, how pumped. I'm more pumped to, like, go out and party. Dude, me too. And I, and that, obviously, the show is like part of that. Like, the tool yeah. vibe still going right you know? that's what i mean like i'm ready to ride this high yeah. to valhalla yeah but uh tool is my fourth favorite band they are behind allison chains van halen and rage against the machine in that order tool comes in fourth but from all the bands that are still around like tool is my number one band that i want to see um, I think they're the most probably interesting. They're definitely the toughest ticket of any of those yeah. bands. Now, if Van Halen went on tour, no, they wouldn't be a tough. I was gonna say they'd be a tough with, ticket, with but they wouldn't be. Who do you think is a tougher ticket? Oh, David Van Halen, Roth. With David Lee Roth. Yeah. But they went on tour, and I think it was kind of a flop. It canceled, bro. I bought tickets yeah. in 2012, bro. Yeah. They can't because they can't hold it together for like a right. whole tour. So here's, I agree with you that David Lee Roth is yeah. probably the tougher ticket, I guess. But but there's so much, and we're gonna go off on a Van Halen tangent. <laughs> um, 
when Van Halen plays with David Lee Roth, you better be hungry for a delicious helping of ham. Right? Like, that is the most cheesy, yeah. hammiest show. Like, I might have even mentioned on this podcast before that I, when I decided I could not see them live with David Lee Roth, was they were on the Ellen show, and it was like a fucking middle school special. Really? It was like, might as well jump, jump! And like, Diamond Dave's like strutting around the stage in a little yeah. stupid, like, vest and his dentures and whatever else. And it, it's just like, man, they're on the Ellen show. Like, like fine, I like Ellen. But no one is like, you know who rocks? Fucking Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> you know? So, you know, they're not even, they're not on a late night show. They're on Ellen. Yeah. I don't know. It's, they, they suck with David Lee Roth now. If you ask me. Sammy would rock harder. Sammy would, Sammy brings, for me, more street cred. Oh, yeah. He's a better singer. I get that, like, people fell in love with Diamond Right, right. But if you turn on, if you turn on classic radio now, yeah. it's not like it's Diamond Dave five to one over Sammy Hagar. Yeah. It's probably like barely two to one. You know, you I hear when it's love, and why can't this be love, and right now, just as much as I hear. Okay, I'm about to backtrack because what I'm gonna say is not true. I was going to say I hear that as much as Ain't Talking About Love or I'll Wait or any of those songs from 1984, but Diamond Dave does have more classics yeah. than Sammy. That's the problem for Sammy. Um, sold more albums with Sammy. Really? Overall, yeah. Now, 1984 and Van Halen 1 both sold 10 million albums, uh -huh. but they also had Diver Down, Van Halen 2, Women and Children uh, first. Fair warning. Fair, yeah, yeah, and they and uh, they did not sell nearly as well. Um, but like of those Sammy albums, fifty one fifty, OU eight one two, for unlawful carnal knowledge, balance. Those are I'm not sure about balance. But those other three are all like five times platinum minimum. But in a way that that's kind of like a super group in its own. It's like yeah. the audience, like what we were talking. True. About, you know, like, right, because it was just Van Halen yeah. with a singer from another less famous band, but Montrose is a classic. Oh, Sammy like, Hagar didn't have his own career before? He did. Oh, he yeah. did. But, oh yeah, I see what you're saying with the supergroup. I was looking at it more like he came from another band. But yeah, Sammy Hagar was in Montrose. That was like his first commercial success. So if you're familiar with like Bad Motor Scooter or Rock Candy, uh, those are, or uh, uh, Space Station Number 5, those are all Sammy Hagar singing with Montrose. And then, he goes on and has a wildly successful solo career. I Can't Drive 55, Heavy Metal, uh, among others. And then he joins Van Halen. So you're right, it is kind of like a super group. Uh, but yeah, they sold more albums than Van Halen with Diamond Dave. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Actually, Mike and Sam Take a Trip is really to talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. Yeah, man, what do you want to talk about? Um, well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's a bad way to start a podcast. What do you want to talk about, man? Um, Let's go back to Tool. Okay. Do you want to take us somewhere to places we've never been about Tool? Me? Yeah, you just said, let's talk about Tool. Dude, I got into a 
lateral aisles. Yes. Uh, that was the second. I got I got into them. I added that. We're also Instagramming while we drive and talk. So I Shoot added that. Up. I added that to your story, bro. Dude, cool. All right. It was a good pick. Like I didn't even run it by you oh, for really? approval. Yeah, I mean, I know that we're on a three-lane road with, like, two other cars on it right now. We're pretty safe, but might as well just, like, roll with it. This is not going to be perfection. This is just going to be authentic. So, you were saying you got into it with Lateralis. I got into them with Enema, because that's what came out when I was in high school. And then, uh, but Lateralis was, like, cemented them for me. Like, I was not, I didn't have... I didn't pick up Undertow until probably college. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, you know, Sober was on the radio still, but I, the sound on Undertow is not great. I think we talked about this in season one when we went over Anima. Like, I just think Tool's gotten so much better. Yeah, like, yeah. They've improved so much as they... Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's this different sound from Anima to yeah. Lateral It's like, just the... Yep. Timing and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. Everything gets more complicated. Yeah. Which isn't always better, but it works with Tool. So. They got more into that, like, psychedelic vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Mysterious. What else were you going to say about Lateralis? Uh, nothing. I love the song. I love the grudge on that album. Yes. Grab a lot. Yep. That's okay. They play that live a lot. Yeah. It's almost their prime. One of their top famous songs. I would think so too. It's it's definitely one of their more radio friendly songs for a band that's not radio friendly. Yeah. You know. Uh, but dude, I was looking on YouTube and they were like covering some songs too, like No Quarter. Really? Yeah. Huh. It sounded good. Yeah, I bet it would. Um. Any others? No, I can't remember. <laughs> but now I'm kind of interested to see what those two songs are man what if they are really like 15 minutes long we're gonna have to put a clock on them yeah. as soon as like as soon as we uh as, as soon as we hear a song that we're like i've never heard this before get a clock on it uh, i forgot my watch at home obviously because i always leave the house without something so we're gonna have to do it on the cell phone and we'll time it and then we'll tweet it and be like fucking fandits I've been saying that that's three F words for me at least already. I gotta stop that. And I have to put parental advisory on our iTunes or our really? Apple podcast. Yeah, man, because right now it's all ages. Okay. And we've decided, I have decided, and I think you, and I, when I say I decided, I mean I didn't ask you if it was okay to start swearing. But I think swearing's good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, me too. Add some oomph. Yeah. It's more rocking. Shit. <laughs> Shit. So, we are now in the hills of Kentucky. Really a lovely drive. Yeah. And, I don't know, I guess I wouldn't go that far. But... Should I stop by and get some liquor? I heard it's, like, really cheap. We don't have time for that. Okay. <laughs> We've cut it what, way too close. What should we eat? That's a, that is a good question. I don't know. What's because your... I want to eat something that's like, you can kind of only get here. Oh, Whatever really? You mean like, before the show, we got to eat something? No, no, okay. Because no. I was going to say, I don't think we have time to seek that out. Yeah. 
restaurant. Yeah, I don't know. That that's something that you know, if we were putting this out live, we could be like, hey, yeah, I know. tell us where to go, Louisville, Louisville. But we can't ask for that right now. <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> we don't know what we're eating yet. So you were talking about lateralis. Yeah. Was there uh do you think that's the best one then? No. Ooh. I actually think after listening, because I never really listened to Anima yeah. before the podcast. I yeah. think that one's the best one. Yeah. Mm. It rocks and it's still a little mysterious. Yeah. Like it doesn't lose your attention. Yeah. Because to be honest, sometimes some songs in Lateralis loses your attention. Yeah. Because it's like too out yeah. there. Yep. But Anima's pretty punchy and it's still a little weird. Yeah, I I have often kind of said the difference between Enema or Anima and Lateralis is that Lateralis is when they crossed over to really just vamping for a long time. The thing about Anima is that it is, yeah, there's a lot of parts to every song, but usually they do something for one or two bars and then they add something. Uh-huh. They do one or two bars more and then they add something. It might be kind of the same like basic structure, but there's always like something new to look for. And Lateralis and 10,000 Days both will just do the same thing for a long time. But I like that at the same time. Yeah, it works um, fine. Dude, this is something, did you know about this, about the song Lateralis? Yeah. I guess it means like a spiral or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That the syllables add to like the Fibonacci code. Right? Yes. Yeah. I did that, know that. That's pretty cool. Did we talk about this already? I don't know. Yeah. Can you explain to everyone what, what that is? I mean, you're the chemistry guy, but... Yeah, but it's, it I think it's more math. Is two, two plus three is five, five plus three is eight, eight plus four is twelve, twelve plus five is... I was hoping you could tell but oh. them because I looked it up and now I've forgotten. Is that how it works? I, I Yeah, it's something like that. We're probably wrong, but it has something to do with like... It is like one plus two is three, two plus three is five, you know, it's something like, like that. Yeah. Um, continue the sequence or whatever. You can listen to Lateralis and determine it for yourself. <laughs> do, do the homework. Let's say black and white are... Oh yeah. Black and white are... That's four. Fuck. All I see in my infancy. So that was three. Oh, okay. We're, this is done. We're not... <laughs> but, good thing to do. Yeah. Um... What else? Do you have anything else to say about Tool? I have a question that I want to ask, but I don't want to blow the load too soon. Dude, ask. Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. Dude, what is, what is this coming at? This is great radio. There is a car we're passing. With another bumper in the back. Two bumpers <laughs> coming out this person's window. What do you think? There was a bumper he on that car. It. He stole it. Well, for what purpose? Yeah. Yeah, do you think he's gonna put those on his car? Maybe. I don't know, it didn't look like, if he did, it didn't look like it was gonna improve the look of that car much. Yeah. That's the first time in my life I've ever seen two bumpers hanging out the side of a tiny Kia, what was that, a Kia Rio? Something. Tiny Kia. So anyway, back to Tool. The question I have for you is that, I think I've talked to you about this before, which maybe makes it unfair, but you at home can think about it. Uh, I often think that Soundgarden 
is the 90s version of Rush. And what I mean there is that they are an immensely popular band with very talented musicians that do that dabble in weird song structures and but are relatively accessible. Like yeah. Soundgarden is very was very popular. Rush is very popular. But they're still because they're still accessible to people even though they do things that are very complicated and other people might disagree with me, but in my mind those two things go together. Yeah. Um, but the same token you might say that Pearl Jam is or I say that Pearl Jam is kind of like the 90s version of the Grateful Dead where you know immensely very popular more popular than the Grateful Dead by album sales but Pearl Jam has turned into this like live music event where people will follow Pearl Jam wherever they go and people are like oh they're so into going to Pearl Jam shows and they become much more laid back uh, so that's how I kind of equate those two so what's the analog to Tool? I have one in my mind already. I think Tool has a 60s, 70s, 80s like analog. Tool is the 90s to 2000s version of this band. Do you have, who do you think Tool reminds you of? Is that too loaded a question to just dump on you? I don't know. Do you Jimmy want me Hendrix. to? Yeah? Did you just say that? Yeah. Uh, do you have a reason why? Well, like, they're just, like, out of this world. Yeah. You know? Even Mitch Mitchell, you know, no one played like him. Yeah, do, can you tell people who Mitch Mitchell is? Yeah, I know the, who Mitch Mitchell is. the drummer. Yeah. Jimmy Hendrix, man. And Noel yeah. Redding's a bass player. Yeah. And Jimmy Hendrix, obviously, like, took the blues to space. Sure. And that fits, sort of, because Jimmy Hendrix played guitar and sang, and Tool's a four-piece. Yeah. Like, they do sonically things that... Do a lot of bands that that do a lot of things that most bands with one guitar, one bass, and one set of drums can't do. Which you could say the same thing for Jimi Hendrix, obviously. Um, but I would equate that. Man, you gonna say Led Zeppelin? No. Um, but you saying Jimi Hendrix made me think of who Jimi, who I would equate to Jimi Hendrix. Oh, is that? I don't know. Um, I would try, it's hard to equate, because when people think Jimi Hendrix, they don't think the band. Yeah. They think Jimi Hendrix. So, and I, so who is the Jimi Hendrix experience now? Right. Um, I might say, it's too easy to say Stevie Ray Vaughan, and he's dead too. Yeah. So. I mean, there's always like a super bluesman on each decade. Right. You know? Yep. Like now it's like Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. Yeah, but I still wouldn't say him either. He's not the guitar player yeah. that Jimi Hendrix is. He's a, to me, he's more of a good songwriter. Dude, this may be different, but what about Josh Homme, bro? I mean, he's kind of like out there, too. For Jimi Hendrix? Maybe. I mean, in the, that sense of like creativity. Yeah. Um, and Maybe. where's he from? Josh Homme? Yeah. He's from the desert, bro. The desert? Yeah, that's all, that's all I know. He's from... No, no, no. What's his band? Oh, Queens of the Stone Age. That's right. Queens of the Stone Age for you, the, those of you who don't know. Um, hmm. Man, this is really... I love thinking about this stuff. Yeah. I, for Jimi Hendrix, what I was hesitant, what I started to say was Nirvana. And I get why, like, Kurt Cobain, mostly shitty guitar player, right? 
but as far as like a three-piece band that had big sound and kind of were revolutionary in a way, you know, yeah, throw Nirvana sense. in there. Yeah. Now, maybe I'm putting too much stock in the three-piece. I think I am. But when you combine what Dave Grohl did and what Kurt Cobain does, Kurt Cobain's a better singer than Jimi Hendrix. Uh, you know, sort of fits, Dave I guess. Dave drumming style is kind of new for its time. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Like Kurt Cobain, his singing and his guitar playing is kind of new. Right, different. Like, um, like we were just listening to a live show and he just like played a bunch of random notes on songs like Teen Spirit. You know, right. Like he just, it's the attitude. Right, which, full disclosure, I'm not that interested in musically, yeah. but you know, it works. I like that stuff. Yeah. I like, like Jimi Hendrix. You know, yeah, it's not like every note he hit was yeah. beautiful. Did I say yeah into that microphone like super loud? It felt like it was loud. Down, bro. <laughs> I guess we will. I guess we will. I felt like I yelled it. Like, yeah! Yeah! James Hetfield, yeah. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, yeah, yeah! Do you feel alive? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel yeah, alive yeah. tonight? Yeah. Hey, let's talk about SM. No, oh. let me answer the question. Well, we need to get back to the tool thing. I'm, right, I'm let me curious. This. Let me do the tool question. The one I I think Tool is the modern Pink Floyd. Oh, that's yeah. who I always think of. That kind of, that they have weird time signatures. A super each album's kind of different. Yeah, you know that makes sense. They're a lot of their music is based around like noise. I don't yeah. mean noise in a bad way. I mean like they build ambiance. Like it's about uh, building a mood, about building like a feeling sort yeah. of. They're heavier than uh, than Pink Floyd less commercially successful than Pink Floyd, yeah. but still, like, there's a mystique that I think is similar. Even though I didn't grow up with Pink Floyd, my sense of Pink Floyd and my sense of Tool are, they're sort of like mystique-driven bands. Maybe not driven, but that's an aspect of their fame. Uh, so I've, I've always thought that Tool was like the modern Pink Floyd. So anyway, but we, we should definitely talk about these Metallica rumors that you were, uh, that you've been telling me about. So tell the, tell everybody, and start from the beginning, about these set lists in Europe or whatever. Oh, And yeah. what you think that leads to. Well, I was reading the comments, people think, so Metallica just got done touring in the United States, and the set list started to get pretty, what's the word? Unique for Metallica? No, uh... uh Predictable. Oh, 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 like they were similar every time. Yeah. Okay. Except with a few songs. And then yeah. they go to Europe and then they just turn it around. They, so Metallica, for the whole, they even start their album Hardwired to Self Destruct. Yeah. Out in like November 2016. So they've been touring for this shit for a long time. Yeah. You know? um, so at every show since they've been on tour, it started with the first two songs on the album but this Europe show dude do you want to hear some shit what we probably should maybe we shouldn't have done this podcast because we're on the wrong road oh, we're yeah. on 75 right now oh, shit. good thing I brought this up because we need to get to 71 Woo! <laughs> this is an adventure now so here's what we're gonna do in eight miles we're gonna get off at exit 118 <laughs> for 64 West and then we'll still be there. Well, we'll be there a little after eight. Oh boy. Oh boy. Here we go. Should I punch the rocket booster? 
bro. We might have to punch rocket boosters. I might take a gas, bro. I almost used a whole tank of gas. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Damn so many things. Um, so anyway, uh, you were talking about Metallica. We've got we to gotta power through this now, even though a new stress has been added to our life. We're talking about Metallica. Oh yeah, so the as I was saying that the first two songs have been the first two songs off the album, Hardwired and yeah. Atlas Rise. So this Europe show, they played Hardwired like they've been doing. And then the second song was Disposable Heroes, which is like a deep track off of Master of Puppets. Yeah. And then after that was like Ride the Lightning, which they hardly ever play. Yeah. And then after that was the God that failed which stopped the black album. Yeah. And they never play that either. And then deep in the set list, they play song off St. Anger, which is like unheard of. With good reason. Yeah. Because <laughs> Metallica, it, you know, for those Metallica fans out there know that St. Anger wasn't the best thing. I like <laughs> it. But. Yeah. But anyway, I was reading the comments on Instagram, and they said that Metallica's getting ready to polish some songs that they're going to do for the new S&M concert. Yeah. Dude, that's cool. Because I love the S&M albums. Yeah. Or al- I said albums because it's a double CD, but I love it. It's so good. So I'm excited for that. So do you think that's probably going to be what the set is? Then? Some, I bet the God of Failed is. Yeah. Definitely. About Ride the Lightning. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I think Disposable Heroes is going to be on there. Yeah. Um, maybe the same. Dude, what if this... I would kind of like the St. Anger song to be on there, just because I don't know anything off of it. The riffs are good. Yeah? Most thing, the thing that is criticized most about that album is the Lars' snare drum. That's a good thing to criticize. I hate that snare drum. But I, you kind of like it, right? I like it because like at the time, there was like a lot of new metal yeah. coming out. Yeah. That's kind of what they sounded like, like Slipknot. Yeah. Like they were banging on like trash cans and shit. Yeah. So I think that's what they were trying to go for. Well, why? Well, I know you've kind of said that you kind of like that Metallica like evolves with the times. But, yeah. But why did it? I don't know. Well, at the time, James Hetfield just got out of rehab. Yeah. And uh, the bass player just left. Yeah. So I think there wasn't a whole lot of communication going on. Yeah. I gotcha. Still, man, I don't know. Yeah. Not not into it. How close are we to that exit? We're four miles from the exit we need to go. Yeah, I can't believe this happened. Yeah, um, actually, when we were deciding when to start doing this, I was like, well, let's do it in Cincinnati. And then I was like, well, if traffic's real bad, it'll be, like, we need to pay attention to the road and shit. Yeah. Dude, I, have you, I've never done, I think I might have done this before. When I used to drive to Nashville, this 75-71 split, can sneak up on you. Really? Yeah. So basically, we're just making an L instead of a straight shot. So we've lost, we've lost a little time, but not that much time. Anywho, we're a little, we're sad now, but we're gonna come out of it bigger men. Hopefully. Well, you got the rocket boosters on too now. I know. Thank goodness. This element, bro, really has to. Yeah, we might have to do more than rocket boosters. We might have to like monster trucks. We might have to teleport. Yeah. <laughs> does, this, does the element have teleporting it, capability? I, I can only use it three 
times and I haven't used it yet. <laughs> Is this an appropriate time to teleport? If we miss an another exit, yes. Yeah. <laughs> One more exit. Yeah. Damn. We have done our best to not make it to the ship on time. <laughs> Is this it? Uh, not this one, but the next one. How are you, how are you listeners enjoying the play-by-play? This play? rampage of yeah. disaster. Actually, I bet this is going to be one of those pods that we're, I'm going to listen to before it goes live, and I'm going to be like, that was a disaster, and then I'm going to listen to it, and I'm going to be like, no, that was pretty funny when we got lost. Yeah. Unless we missed the show, then it might be too painful to listen to. Yeah, so, um, I was going to ask you about... Uh, some shows. I, I think this is something we should put on notice. And then maybe, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Tool? No. no we gotta play. We gotta play the "What's the last song they're gonna play" game. Oh. Because I don't know what that is. Really? But yeah. So. You didn't but, look. Nope. On purpose. I, I might have looked, but I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. So, but here's what I want to do. I want to put bar owners and venue owners on blast. Okay. All this right. is something we need to do more often. Not going to mention the venue, but last two weekends ago, which is doesn't matter at all because this podcast isn't going to post for like you know weeks. Yeah. We were scheduled to play a show at a venue after a Blue Jackets game. That's a the Columbus professional hockey team, and that game ended up going into double overtime, and we ended up not getting to play. We had already agreed to take a pay cut just to do that show. Yeah. We had been scheduled for that gig, which means we don't schedule anything else. So we had been scheduled for that gig for months. We took a pay cut to start later, which is, we don't have to do that. Like, the, and if you're booking a band, let me explain something. The majority of the charge that people are paying for is just for us to set up and tear down and show up. Right. A lot of times we get requests, and I don't mean for this to sound mean or grumpy, but people will say, like, What's, what are your rates? And it's like $1,000 or whatever, depending on where they and uh, And they'll say, well, what if, and I'll say for a four-hour show, and what I mean by that is you will have to pay more <laughs> if you want us to play longer. And then they'll come back with, well, what if I only want you to play for one hour? And I'll say a thousand dollars because the cost is in getting there setting up and tearing down the playing part is the easy part yeah so when we took a pay cut for this guy it was nice of us yeah and then they shut us down and said you know we're not going to play anymore and there was we were working with the gm who is a nice guy he's just playing middleman but his owner is saying like i want you to cut these guys and not pay them it's like no. Like, we're your employee now. I know we're independent contractors, but we're your employees now. You can't ask your waiter to show up and just wait around and see if you're busy and then be like, oh, we didn't get busy, so uh, we're not paying you for the, all the time you were here. They did end up paying us half of what we came for, but that's BS too. Like, and, and, what, and their argument is, well, fine, We'll pay you full and you just don't come back. And that's how they can get a band, is they can, like, threaten us with, like, well, fine, but if you're going to ruin... And I told people about this. I would, like, tell my family. Yeah. 
like listen to what happened they'll be like oh you should have done this and you should have done that why don't you have contracts blah 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 well the reason is because if you ask a bar owner to sign a contract yeah. they'll just be like fuck off yeah. <laughs> we just won't hire you um it's not like we're you know pearl jam walking in there right. like we don't we bring a crowd but not enough of a crowd to make it worth that kind of headache for them and maybe someday you because cover bands can get there, but we're not there yet. And there's probably two cover bands in Columbus that can do that. The Reaganomics, and I don't know, maybe maybe that's it. Chris Logsdon, I don't know. Probably. So, so, point being, bar owners, like, yes, you do have the power to put your bands in between a rock and a hard place by doing stuff like that, but that is shitty. Shitty. Don't do that. If you hire a band, pay them what you said you were going to pay them. Because the reason we didn't play was because so many people were still at the bar interested in that Blue Jackets game that they didn't want the band to play. That That is a judgment call that that bar owner should have made beforehand. Like, if, if, the, if the reason you're going to cut your band is because there is a a game on and you're afraid that your patrons won't want the band then don't hire the band cut the band altogether but if you're gonna pay to have a band out then pay to have the band out and the the re i guess the point i'm trying to make is they made their money they made the money to have to pay for the band by being that busy if they weren't busy they would have just had us play you know what i mean if, they, if there was no one there, they would have been like, well, we paid this band $700, let's have a play. I, did, I guess the thinking is just backwards to me. That's why I hate it. And then what happens? The very next weekend, we have a gig in another bar, same situation. Blue Jackets are playing, you might be delayed. I said to him, this is another like middleman situation. I said, hey man, make sure they know that they are paying us in full, even if we end up not playing at all. And he's like, well, obviously. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I wouldn't ever do that to you. So it, this is a different guy we're working with. But that's the right way to do it. Just yeah. understand that there's risk involved. Yeah. So I, I think it's similar to, like, what if we just showed up and we were just the worst band ever? Like, they know that that's not what we are. But, you know, what if we show up and just drive everyone away? Are they not going to pay the band then? Like, no, they didn't break the handshake contract. And that's the thing, like, could we go to Judge Judy with this? Yes, we could. Really? We could absolutely, yes. A lot of, there's a misconception that all deals have to be in writing. To be, actually on Judge Judy, they kind of say stuff like that. But verbal contracts are still contracts. Like, the text messages and emails between us are still contracts. Like, we could fight it, but it hurts us more than it hurts them. Yeah. You know? It's stupid. Yeah, I'm to stop Really? Yeah. How low are we? Well, you know, I'm from a different angle. From here, it looks like you got like a quarter tank. Yeah, I think that will last 44 miles. I, I think it will. All right. I don't know. How long does your gas go usually? I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, you guys aren't going to be here to find out because we're going to play the what song is Tool going to play last game, and then we're signing off. All right? What song is Tool going to play last? I gave you all that time to think about it while I was railing on bar owners. I was staring at the 
gas. <laughs> You're that nervous about the gas. There are lots of gas stations around. Is yeah. your car one of those that runs out without warning? No. Okay. Um, what song do I think they'll play last? I think it's going to be Stink Fist again. Really? Yeah. All right. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, actually, what I would guess in an... I would guess sober. But I want it to not be sober so badly. Um, you said they're not playing anything off that, right? Yeah, I think they're not. Like I said, I really don't remember what was last. Um, that sober is not my official guess. My official guess is going to be... Man, with Tool, it's so hard. Yeah, dude. Like, I bet it's going to be like a fan favorite. Something that sounds super famous, but it's like they have in their simplest all the time. I'm gonna say 46 and two. Oh, that could be good. Not, not because I have any reason to think that. Other than, to me, that sounds like a sweet way to end a tool show. Yeah. 46 and two. Yeah. All right. So that ends this. We made it through, even with another delay in our schedule. Anything else to say? Hashtag Richard Patrick. Hashtag Human Clay, not gourmet. Hashtag get wet.